Hello and welcome to If Anyone Cares. My name is Riley James. This is episode 83, our last show of August, and that means we're almost into the fall. And I love the fall for a lot of reasons, but this last quarter of 2022 will start off with someone who is a lot smarter than me, has a lot more pieces of paper from university than me, and someone who has served in the military at a very unconventional level than what you're used to hearing. That is our first show in September. That is episode 84. That show is going to be great. Honestly, I've done this for five years or five, almost five and a half now. It very well could be the most entertaining show with my name attached to it that I have done so far in my career. It is great, and it's not because of me. But I did a show for me. God forbid I do a show for me every once in a while. It's something that I really enjoyed talking about, that understand is not the mass appeal that I usually try to appease, but I did it for me, and it's the end of the quarter, so I really enjoyed it. If you like it, great. If you don't, I'll see you for episode 84, which is going to be an absolute milestone for the show of how well I expect the show to do. However, today might not be your cup of tea, and that's fine. I know that's like bottom-of-the-barrel podcast promotion. You're not supposed to do this, but I'm honest with you. At the very least, I can say I'm honest with you. But talking about today's show, there is a bit of a warning. And I understand that some of you may turn it off immediately. But we had a fun time talking about college athletics and how the notion of something called the Atlantic Coast Conference can have teams in California and Oregon, which, need I remind you, is on the Pacific Coast, very far away from other schools like Duke that are in North Carolina. We talk about conference realignment and the effects it might have on student-athletes. We make fun of some of the proposed changes and schools talking to places that are not near their school's campus. And we do it with Jevin Perry. Jevin Perry, his two shows are in the top 25 of the most listened to episodes of If Anyone Cares. So I hope you enjoy them here. I cannot thank you enough for listening. You can always follow the show on Twitter at if anyone cares underscore. You can follow me at Riley James IAC on Twitter and Instagram. The show is available on Spotify, but also available on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. If you get the show through Spotify or Apple, please leave a review. The music is made by All Good Folks and IAC Productions, a nice little collaboration. And our show art is made by the incomparable Spencer Ware. We thank you so much for listening, and I need you to know that this show, this one's for me. So, I hope you enjoy it, but I really enjoyed it. And every once in a while, I'd need one of these shows that about something that I love. And just to not be so serious for a moment. So, I hope you enjoy it. For a 2022 Conference Realignment Preview Special... 
and Jevin Perry. I'm Riley James. If anyone cares, enjoy the show. On the line from my way, Louisiana, a favorite guest of this podcast and someone who knows a tremendous amount about what we're talking about today. Uh, Me and him used to sit around uh, a particular golf shop and talk about these very same things going on in the world, and now one of us is getting paid to do so. It is my friend, professional golfer, Jevin Perry. Jevin, thank you so much for making time again, man. How are you? I'm doing well. I really appreciate you having me on. I'm excited. Yeah. Can you uh, confirm that for the folks at home that you and I used to talk about college football at length pretty much my entire shift when I worked for you? Literally the entire shift. My favorite days were the rainy days. Uh, I remember that that one just absolute bizarre conversation. We're like, all right, we're going to take the top 25 ranked teams. We're going to take their mascots, and they're going to have a battle to the death in a Walmart parking lot. <laughs> and who who is, like, the strongest mascot out of all? And the Army wind up winning. Yeah. Just on bracket play alone. <laughs> but, no, we used to uh, – no, it was – I guarantee three quarters of our time we're just talking about college football. Yeah, and then the other quarter was like we did some stuff. Not yeah, necessarily just, the stuff we were being paid to do, but we just did other stuff. It doesn't take long. Just wash some carts, <laughs> say hey, make some coffee. I was a municipal employee in the city of Westlake. I'll never I'll never say I worked for the golf course. I, I'm a government, uh, government employee. That's right. Yeah. I'm still a, technically a government employee with my teaching, but... Yes. That's fantastic. But nevertheless, we are here to talk about college football. I understand that this is not a sports show, but this is something that is uh, fascinating on a journalistic standpoint as well as a sports standpoint that we're not actually talking about football being played until the very, very end. We're talking about uh, airplanes and how they have to go all the way across the country every single week to get one football team to play another football team. The, the topic of the offseason was conference realignment with Texas and Oklahoma a year ago deciding they wanted to leave the Big 12 to join the SEC. Really not that big a move if you consider the fact that Texas A&M is already in the SEC. Austin is not far from College Station and Oklahoma is not that far from you know the University of Arkansas and Missouri. So those trips aren't ridiculous, but that opened the door with USC and UCLA joining the Big 10. And then the the barn doors flew open. Everyone wants to play everywhere else but the conference that they're in. And that leads us to a conversation with Jevin Perry today about what conference your school is going to play in next season. And we have a map that you and I are both going to go off of, of projected conferences. Basically, if you have been affiliated with a conference in the last six months, you are on the map of that conference. Um, So let's go ahead and, and maybe start with what I just mentioned with the Big Ten and Los Angeles becoming a city in the middle of the country. Um, Jevin, what was your initial reaction to UCLA and USC? Um, my initial reaction, uh, what? <laughs> uh, you did, know, you, it, did you have to read the headline twice like I did? <laughs> I had to read it like six times, I'm not going to lie. Uh, and then they, you know, it, it just, it snowballed from there. And it's like, what is going on? I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm really excited to see USC. So Rutgers is still in that. Yes. Yeah. Rutgers is the furthest East team in the big 10. That's what I thought. Okay. So we're going, we're going to, we're just going to fly 
what is that like a 12 hour flight yeah so th- for those keeping track at home that don't know where Rutgers is like most of americans it's in new jersey <laughs> so california and new jersey is a long flight i you know it's uh, i mean i'm really looking forward to the game i think usc is going to prove a wonderful matchup for Rutgers. Don't get me wrong, I'm very excited for it. For the players, I feel so bad for. I feel so bad for. That is... It's a a nine-hour flight every Thursday. Yeah, that's what, like... Oh, man, you might might as well just learn how to fly a plane at that point. Like, you might just get your pilot's license paid for. (laughs) Just, Just traveling. Like, all right, hey, look, backup punter. Uh, you're flying tonight. Right. I don't know. It just, I'm excited for the matchups. I'm really bamboozled by, by the matchups. Let's put it that way. We're, we're thinking about like Rutgers traveling to Los Angeles. Like Los, like the two Los Angeles teams have two of the most iconic stadiums in college football with uh, the Memorial Coliseum where USC plays and obviously the Rose Bowl, which is the home of UCLA. We're thinking about teams coming to play them. Like Ohio State at USC is going to be awesome. It's going to be yes. really, really great every year when they play each other, either at the Horseshoe or at uh, the Coliseum. What I'm really looking forward to is USC traveling to play Iowa in late November when it's snowing, and the Trojans have never played a snowy game in the middle of the country with those fans. Because you can talk That's, to me about Washington and Washington State and Oregon. Those fans aren't as crazy as, as Iowa. Because Iowa, that's all they got. That's literally the only thing. <laughs> that, what is it, corn? Yeah, corn. That's some corn. And they're not even the corn state. No. That's how pissed <laughs> off they are about how little their state gets recognized. Is They're not yeah, even the corn state. The just, corn state's Nebraska. Uh, well, my, my, my whole point is the fact that USC is going out to play some very tough games in November on the road, uh, whether it be Penn State, whether it be Iowa, whether it be at Michigan or Michigan State. I mean, can you even imagine going to Purdue like the no, second so week in November? Really... Purdue's the yeah. giant killers. They always beat Ohio State or, or Michigan State. They always beat someone in the top 10. And Lincoln Riley's USC is going to be ranked in the top 15, whether they're good or not. Absolutely. So that's what Purdue is. I feel like Purdue is just your your, your David school uh, versus like David versus Goliath. In Indiana, you have Notre Dame, you have Purdue, and you have Indiana, and those are the three Big Ten schools in the state. So like that's a Midwestern state that makes sense to be in the Big Ten. But you have you have two California schools confirmed, and another one rumored with Stanford trying to join the Big Ten. It's yeah, just, it makes just perfect sense. It's so weird. And I, I get, like, USC and Ohio State, like I said, is going to be awesome. UCLA and Michigan is going to be great. But it doesn't really make a lot of sense. And you mentioned so you mentioned before the show, like, this is not just football doing this. This is going to be other sports. <laughs> that That is my – okay, so that is my whole thing. My I would say my argument against it as a fan – I'm ecstatic for this, like, and it just makes no sense. But it's okay; it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to make sense. Like, I could just see the NCAA talking to all the TV uh, networks and be like, "Hey, look, it doesn't have to make sense. Let's go make some money. Like, just let, let's just go blow the roof. Let's just, you know what I mean? Let's go kill this thing." 
But at the same time, I have friends that have played college athletics and they take a, like a, a nine hour trip once a season. Right. The, the Sunday you come back, you are absolutely gassed from playing and then having to travel on Sunday or right after. And then you start class on Monday. Not, not a fan of Los Angeles moving to, uh, moving to the big 10. No, not one bit. However, USC at Iowa is going to be great. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, the projected uh, start date in the Big Ten, at least for football, will be 2024 for USC and UCLA. Again, rumored that Stanford might be joining the conference as well. That has not been confirmed. But uh, USC and UCLA's Twitter accounts have both said they're moving to the Big Ten. Um We'll, we'll do the SEC next. The SEC is not quite as as wild as the other three conferences. Because I think you might have guessed by now, the Pac-12 is dead. Pac-12 is gone forever. No one cares about the Pac-12, and it's never going to exist ever again. Correct. That, with that being said, um, the SEC added zero Pac-12 schools. Uh, the only major additions that are... For sure, confirmed is Texas and Oklahoma. So to continue the Red River rivalry in that conference is going to be incredible. Adding in, you know, playing Alabama and playing uh, Auburn and playing LSU and the occasional trip to Georgia for those two schools. Because I'd imagine they're going to move a team to the SEC East um, to keep Texas and Oklahoma in the West. Uh, See, that I can't wait for. Because then you also have the rivalry A and M in Texas, which is going to be unreal. Which is going uh, to pretty much take over that Thursday night slot that Mississippi and Mississippi State have. Yes, the um, Egg Bowl. The Egg Bowl, which the Egg Bowl is great. It really is great every year between two six and six teams trying to make a bowl game. But <laughs> Texas and Texas A and M, when they played each other at their heights was awesome every year right. on thanksgiving it was great oh i can't i can't wait for that one the red river in the sec i mean i'm i'm just gonna come out and be biased i'm not uh i might be joel Klatt's worst worst nightmare <laughs> um no offense joel Klatt. no uh, no you... <laughs> or all offense or all offense to joel Klatt. but the sec in my eyes, and I know I'm biased, is superior. I mean, what they're doing makes sense, and I think they just added two ridiculously big names to their conference to even be more of a powerhouse. I mean, if we we think about it in the last, I mean, in the last 15 to 17 years, what has it been? Only you can count on one hand how many non-SEC national champions. That's what been. I was going to say. I mean, yeah. I know Clemson twice, Ohio State once, and, and then Florida State. Florida, yeah. Other than that, like it's been SEC just dominance. And and there has been three instances, including this past year, where the SEC has played another SEC school in the national championship game: Alabama and Georgia twice, and then Alabama and LSU in 2011. Yes. So that's that's just that, when we talk about the SEC, we talk about 
great football and we talk about them being really good, if not the best conference and other sports as well, like basketball and baseball. Obviously, you know, the ACC and the, and the Big Ten have fantastic basketball conferences, but I don't know if you've ever heard of a school called Kentucky, who has been constantly good in college basketball for a long time, as well as schools that are making a name for themselves, like Alabama and Arkansas and Tennessee and um, and recently LSU, but that's probably going to change very soon with how bad they're going to be this year. But nevertheless, the, the point of what we're trying to make is the SEC didn't really need to add a lot of firepower, but to compete with all of these conferences, adding a bunch of other schools, the rumored teams being added to the SEC is Clemson, North Carolina, oh. Florida State, and Miami. It's a pretty good list. See, now that's – okay, so I was more focused on Texas and Oklahoma. I completely blanked on Clemson, uh, North Carolina, and Miami. Clemson and North Carolina are, are, I mean, year in and year out, pretty top dogs in the ACC. To snag those guys, I mean, that's just... And then Florida State, for as bad as they've been and as bad as they continue to be with as many head coaches as they're going to have after Jimbo Fisher left, Florida State's a pretty big brand. Much like Texas, they've been terrible recently, but Florida State's still Florida State. And same thing with Miami. Miami, one of the best college football programs of all time. doesn't matter how Manny Diaz has made them awful. You know, it's... same I, I'm, point. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm less excited for uh, Miami. But you are right. I mean, it's it's the brand. Do it for the brand. Right. But like that, the end of the year matchup between Florida and Florida State that they play anyways is now going to be a conference game. That's beautiful. That's really, really great. And then we have Florida and Miami every year. Uh, we have, you know, UNC and Clemson, which is a... a a great game in the ACC that's moving to the SEC. It's again, none of these are confirmed, but these are the rumored changes that are going to happen to the conference. This is all based on 2022 negotiations that happened just a month ago in July. Uh, also, Clemson and South Carolina they play each other at the end of every year, and the in the Palmetto, the battle for the, for the Palmetto State that's now going to be a conference game in this scenario. So you have two major games. For your SEC East teams now becoming conference games at the end of the year, it's going to be great. Absolutely, no it it doesn't get any cleaner than that. Like it it doesn't. And in my eyes, the proposed conference change the SEC is the only one that truly makes sense. I know once again, I'm biased. I'm aware of this, and it doesn't get any cleaner than that. Because if you look at the map I sent you. I don't know if you noticed, but the entirety of the colored states, because all the states that don't have a football team are white on this particular map. On this map, they're blue for the states that do have a football team. They're all in the southeast part of the country. They all are. That's how it was supposed to work in college athletics. It's the Southeastern Conference. Yes. (laughs) We'll get to the Atlantic Coast Conference in a moment. We'll show you they have Washington State and Oregon State on that map. We'll get to that. But this is the Southeastern Conference that all of their schools are in the southeast part of the United States. That's not why we're here. The SEC makes the most sense, and I agree with you. And all of those matchups are great. The only problem that remains, and I want to get your opinion on this, is we have to move one team to the SEC East to be able to make room for 
uh, Texas and Oklahoma. So if you look at the, the easternmost Western division team, it's Auburn. But you'd hate to break up that matchup of Alabama and Auburn. So if you do a cross rivalry, now that breaks up Alabama and Tennessee. So it, it really kind of puts you in a bind. Vanderbilt's already in the east, and it wouldn't make a lot of sense to move Mississippi State or Mississippi over to the east since they're more west than those two Alabama schools. So it, it kind of puts you in a difficult posi- position there. So who would you move to the east from the west? Ah, that's a tough one. Uh... Because also I'd like to note that Missouri is an SEC East school. They're north of Arkansas, who is an SEC yes. West school. So this, the divisions don't make sense, anyways. Now you know I know it. I know it has to stay East and West. But to be a hundred percent honest with you, I wouldn't mind going a North and South. I was just thinking that. Yeah. Uh, you know, with the the line I'm looking at, you could still keep. Uh, you know. Texas, A&M, and you kind of sliver LSU, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, uh, Alabama, Auburn, you know, how many teams is that? And then you keep Oklahoma, Mizzou, Arkansas, Vandy, Tennessee, Kentucky, Georgia, Clemson, South Carolina, and UNC all up north. Um, But if I had to move one to the east, I'm voting Auburn. Um just because I'm an Alabama fan and they're a thorn in my side for the Iron Bowl. Um, love you the Iron Bowl. You cannot have the Iron Bowl. You just can't. I can't not have it, but it would be nice to play um, McNeese State. In, <laughs> in November? Yeah. Because <laughs> you guys already don't play the Citadel in November? <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, look, man. It's, uh, you know, the Citadel was... It's 10 nothing at halftime. <laughs> It's like, I mean, hey, anything can happen, right? <laughs> I've seen Appalachian State in Michigan. Yeah. That, was a, that was the best year ever for, for college football. Um, no, but the SEC makes the most sense, and it's it's a fun conversation to have, but I do like the North-South thing a lot um, because it makes it really, really interesting if you look at it that way because it, it introduces LSU and Florida in the same division. LSU plays Florida every year. So yeah. to be able to have a cross conference or cross divisional game other than Florida, if we you know end up playing teams like North Carolina or Georgia every year, that that's a really interesting premise as well. So it's it's a fascinating um, it's a fascinating conversation with the SEC, where the conversation doesn't have to revolve around hey, how is this team going to play at Michigan State one weekend and then the next weekend play at Maryland. Right. Also, like, that team is in California. <laughs> it's so like that's what. I, once again, I think just I'm gonna really just. Pe- I mean, people are gonna hate me by the end of this. The SEC, it just it's the most superior in my eyes. It's the most clean cut. Now we jump around to the most unclean cut, the filthiest cut of all these that's conferences. Good. That's the Big Twelve. Because the Big 12, not only do we have teams on the eastern seaboard, we have teams on the western seaboard. In pretty much all of Texas. Also, also don't forget we have Ohio and West Virginia. Yeah. It looks like somebody took a shotgun and just shot the continental United States and was like, "Mm, 
all right, landed here, here, here. We're going with these schools. Hey, by the way, I didn't forget about you people in the mountains. Utah. Utah. With BYU. In Colorado. And then, hey, you guys are going to play in snow one week. Do you want to go play in 87-degree weather with desert? Uh, with Arizona State and Arizona? No, you don't love that? Then why don't we head down to UCF where it's a subtropical climate. It's going to be 102 on Christmas Day. <laughs> yes. Oh, you and don't? We'll fly you, to UH where you're breathing in soup. You, you played in 102 degree weather in November against UCF? Let's go to Seattle, Washington to play the University of Washington in a football game where it's 102 one week, but it's 28 the next. These poor, their sinuses are just going to be absolutely detrimental. They are going to get the snot beat out of them, pun intended. It just doesn't make any sense. If you look at this Big 12 map, and I love the Big 12. For better or for worse, the Big 12, um, it stinks, but it's really fun to watch. Let's break this down for the people that don't have maps. You have Oregon and Washington on the Pacific Coast. You have UCF on the on the East Coast down in Florida, which is the middle of the state in Orlando. Uh, Cincinnati and West Virginia. West Virginia is already a member of the, of the conference, so that's not even weird at this point. West Virginia, you expect them to play Baylor every week. Um, Iowa State already in the conference as well. Pretty north, but still reasonably located. Uh, Kansas and Kansas State. Oklahoma State, now we're getting into the actual part of the Big 12 that we know and love. Texas Tech, TCU, Baylor, and welcome to the University of Houston. We are the Cougars. The Big 12 adding them in next year with Cincinnati, BYU, and um, UCF. Arizona, Arizona State. And then in the mountains, we have BYU, Utah, and Colorado. So quite the list of teams from all over the, all over the country. But I can't imagine that Washington will be playing UCF in the same division. It just do- reasonably just doesn't make much sense. Not one bit. How would, how would you, Jevin Perry, split this up in the division? East and West can make sense, but North and South could also make sense. Uh, I actually have three ways to split this up. Okay. Like three, uh, di- three divisions? Uh, uh, no, no, no. So there's going to be there's going to be two divisions. Oh, okay. I was like, one, I don't know how this is going to work. To me, and it would be a north south, and it's right on the Utah, Colorado, and uh, Kansas line. Like the southern border. Yeah, that would be the the southern border. So you'd have ASU, Arizona, Okie State, Texas Tech, TCU, BU, University of Houston, and UCF in one of it. It's pretty good. And then you have. Washington, Oregon. I think we could you could throw BYU in the su- in the south, make it even. You go Utah, Colorado, uh, Kansas, uh, Kansas State, Iowa State, and, you know, Cincy, and then West Virginia in the north. That would make the most sense to me. I think I had that e- that split equally. Right. Or you could go, you know, you could kind of snake your way through Kansas and Oklahoma. And kind of like just go like TCU and Texas Tech on the west, versus and then Baylor and UH on the on the uh, on the east, and then keep Kansas and Kansas State east, Oklahoma, uh, OSU 
we'll go west, you know, kind of divvy it up there. But I'm going to talk a fan-friendly one that actually just makes no sense whatsoever. Okay. We're going to go diagonally. <laughs> okay. Makes zero sense. How are you going to split this up? We're just going to cut from Washington and Oregon and just draw like a crooked line right in between B, uh, BYU and Utah and then just make our way through the schools. So we're still going to have Washington and UCF in the same division. Yes, absolutely. That has to happen for me to be. I think more reasonably North and South is probably easier. But yeah, I do North like that would be 10 times easier. I would just find it so amusing just to have just the most ridiculous conference. You got to consider that already in this conference, we, we had the probably the furthest trip possible was Colorado against West Virginia, right? Like that's a, that's a long trip. That's, yeah. a, that's existing already. That's not this fantastical map that was made on Instagram. This is, this is like a real thing that people do. And, uh, and, and Kansas and Kansas state, like having a bulkier team in Texas really kind of bails te- uh, the big 12 out of the situation. But the big 12 also doesn't help itself by negotiating with Washington and Oregon. Right. Like Oregon and Washington are both negotiated with the big 12 and, and, and the big 10, because again, the pac 12 is dead. Like it's, it's dead. It's called the pac zero. Now there's no one playing in that conference. Um, yeah. I genuinely feel bad. They also for. they also remodeled and, and renovated their uh their Pac twelve studio too, so I feel so so bad for the Pac twelve dumping a bunch of money into a TV station that's not gonna be used. <laughs> that's that's Pac twelve football. Um but no the 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 Big Twelve could have had an SEC situation if they just wouldn't have negotiated with the Pacific Coast. I agree. That's what the whole. If you keep the Pacific Coast out of it, the conference could make sense. Right. I mean, you're missing uh, New Mexico, but New Mexico doesn't have good football, anyways. No. Is I mean, is New Mexico even a Power Five conference? No, they're they're in the Mountain West. That's what. It, yeah, just which is basically the Big 12's little brother. Nothing going on in New Mexico, anyways. Yeah. Um, yeah. They got Albuquerque, which is kind of nice, but UNLV, uh, that's not even, that's Nevada. You get it. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Yeah. It's, we've talked a lot of geography in 32 minutes. I'm I'm losing track of what colleges or what state. Um, No, but New Mexico, there's nothing really going on except for Albuquerque and and, and Walter White cooking meth. Uh, the, the, The Texas thing is great. They did lose a couple of Texas schools. Which is fine, but you know it, it's it's interesting adding in Washington and Oregon because you have a built-in rivalry there, and then if you just kind of limit them to playing the two Utah schools, Utah and BYU, the two Arizona schools, State and, and U of A, and like Kansas State, that's not a reasonable or that's not unreasonable for them to make that trip. Yeah, I, I think that would be a cleaner cut. And, and to be honest with you, Iowa State to to Washington's really not. It can't be that much farther than Colorado to West Virginia. And, and it, if you consider the fact that I, uh, that that like Arizona and Arizona State and Utah are coming from the the Pac-12 with Oregon and Washington, they're already pre- pretty well acquainted how far those trips are, anyways. Yeah. 
And then that's, what you mentioned with Iowa State, Iowa State's. I mean, look if, if you want to if you want to play in modern college football, if West Virginia is making that trip anyways to Colorado, Iowa State. It's not a far trip to either Washington or Oregon. It's a fun game that you don't get to see very often, but in bowl games that no one watches. But this is this is where we're at now. This is the new state of college football. This is conference realignment or whatever. Yeah, see that's. I don't, I don't, I don't hate it if we go, because you got to think if they would be, especially if you go in east and west. I could see where they kind of keep it reasonable travel, and then you have your one, uh, like for the west they'll have their one east opponent that interchanges. That's their big trip, you know, and then it it's every other year too. Right. It's it's year in year out. Right. So that's that's gonna be. That's gonna be fun, but I mean, Oregon playing, Oregon playing Oklahoma State. It's gonna be awesome. Those uniforms are gonna be great. Oh, absolutely! But I can't, I, I can't wait to games with this. Yeah, I can't wait to see Kansas go zero and twelve in the conference again. Oh, uh, is Les Miles still there? Or did he get canned? No, they kicked him out for doing the whole stuff with the LSU. It's not good. I don't think we, I don't think we can talk about that that on this show. <laughs> he did some bad stuff at LSU with uh, a college girl or two, and and now we're here, and now he doesn't have a job. John Watson, not not quite that bad, but <laughs> bad joke. I'm sorry, that's a bad joke. Yeah, it's topical though, which is great. <laughs> Welcome to IAC. Um, <laughs> but the Big Twelve, I mean, the Big Twelve again. If you just take the Pacific teams out of it. It's pretty reasonable. It's not the SEC, but not not everyone can be the SEC. Um, and there's still a lot of schools because if you take away the Pac-12, that's 12 teams just trying to find a new home. And uh, and and you're gonna have some weird placed matchups like I don't know uh, Utah versus West Virginia. It's a fun game, it really is, it, but it probably shouldn't be a conference game. No, it definitely shouldn't, but I'm, once again, the more ridiculous at this point, I already love college football, the more ridiculous I'm borderline for it. I, am I bamboozled? Yeah. Does it make sense? Zero. Um, am I excited? Absolutely. Well, I don't I don't know if you realize, for like, college football has been around for 153 years now. For the first 90, hey guys, this team you've never watched play all year according to other writers, is number one. So why don't you vote your team, who is also undefeated, and as your number one team, and we'll have like seven different national champions. That's what college football was for 90 years. And then televisions came out, and they're like, okay, we can watch these teams and still not pick a real national champion. And then the BCS was invented, a computer that put two teams play each other in a national championship game, and we still hated that. And now we're just letting 12 people, and one of those people being Condoleezza Rice, pick four teams to go play each other in random NFL stadiums. And we're still not really happy with that. But college football used to be decided by like, hey, I've never seen this team play. The team I have watched play is better than that team because that team, I just I can't know how good they are. But I'm from California, so USC is better than Notre Dame. Yeah. 
Can you imagine the Cal Golden Bears traveling to Boca Raton, Florida for a for a pivotal ACC game? There's a lot on the line for that. Look, <laughs> look, if you lose, you have to you have to catch the Greyhound bus back. You're not flying. That's on the line right there, man. Hey, so I, I, you know better than anyone that like college football teams travel with a lot of stuff. There is one dude that has to drive the bus full of pads and equipment and all everything it takes to have a football game, at least from one side. There's a bus that drives around, whether the team flies or not. So LSU plays Florida, they fly to Gainesville. There's one dude, possibly two dudes or women, you know, we're all inclusive. Uh, that drive a truck from Baton Rouge down to Gainesville. Can you imagine being the truck driver for for USC and driving to Columbus, Ohio every week? I I would not. I I would quit within the first six hours. I would immediately just detour off into New Mexico and start selling my stuff. Lincoln was all these, <laughs> all these pads out with Walter White, all these pads and helmets. <laughs> Fun Walter White's meth program instead of cooking it in a trailer. Um, <laughs> that's so great to think about. Lincoln Riley better pay that dude like three million dollars off his salary because Lincoln Riley, <laughs> I mean, he has three million dollars to spend. <laughs> That's so funny. I've never considered that fact before right now that one dude still has to drive all the stuff to the games. If you think about it, though, that is the most important dude. <laughs> that, is the, that, is, that is the main guy. That is the guy. That game relies on him and him solely. <laughs> Imagine paying a bunch of money to see Alabama play uh, insert whatever team. And not getting to see Bryce Young play football because some dude got stuck in traffic because it takes a long time to drive from Tuscaloosa to Chapel Hill. Hey guys, um, I'm sorry. You see, what 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 TV uh, what TV network is that with the SEC? I think ESPN. Oh God! You, oh, so we just gotta listen to. They'll get Stephen A. Smith on there just to just pan, like just, just, just bluff time, just stall for for six hours while they get this guy out of out of some ice. Just actually, accidentally took a detour. Hey guys, we're playing on Monday now. <laughs> You'll go to school via Zoom Monday morning. We'll play football right. at three o'clock on Monday afternoon, exclusively on ESPN Classic. Because that's the only channel that's going to be able to broadcast it. The Ocho. Bring the Ocho back. It came back on August 5th. It was awesome. Love it. All right. We can talk about the ACC. The ACC is the funnest of all of these. Oh, the most fun. I'm sorry. I went to college. Uh, Because it has teams like Boston College, Oregon State, Florida Atlantic. I'd like to point out Atlantic. Florida Atlantic University. And also the Cal Golden Bears. Not to mention San Diego State and Pittsburgh. That's all in the same conference. San Diego State and the University of Pittsburgh. That's that's ridiculous. That is ludicrous that they have to play football against each other. 
Yeah, I'm looking at this, and I'm just – how is – I'm sorry. I'm sorry. How is Florida Atlantic going to take the weather at Wazoo? <laughs> they live in Boca Raton. Boca Raton is for old people to go and die. <laughs> it can't be cold there. I passed through there. It's actually nothing going on. I actually just got back from there like a month ago. There is not anything going on. There's like six people walking about. Yeah, and they're all they're all nurses for the old yeah. folks home on their off day. Literally, that's it. That's. But like, can you imagine a tough road game for Fresno State having to go play at Wake Forest? Can you imagine your girlfriend breaking up with you on Wednesday and you have to hop on a plane for 12 hours to go play at Wake Forest just to lose and then putting 70 on you because Wake Forest is amazing at offense and then fly back home to Fresno to go to your 730 on Monday. That's just a ridiculous thing that has to happen. Yeah, it just... Oh. No, I'm sorry. Duke flying flying to, to Cal. No. I mean, like, because you have to consider, these are like 19, 20-year-old kids. They have girlfriends, and their lives are not easy because they're... Being 21, I can tell you that we're all pretty stupid, and we don't know how life works. So, like, these minor stresses of life for adults are major things for kids because they don't really know how to handle it. And, yes, you're catered and coddled as a a D1 football player, but, like, still, you don't avoid girl trouble and tests and all these other things. To then have to fly from Corvallis, Oregon, to play Boston College on the weekend in a game that could potentially impact your season. Or your relationship. Or your relationship. Because I don't know if you've been on an airplane recently. Really hard to text up there. So she's not getting your texts. And she breaks up with you from lack of communication. And you don't care about me. And why do you always do this? I mean, that's a tough thing for for an Oregon State football player to deal with. Pray to, pray to God that they have, uh, not to get religious, but it's a uh, pray that they have Wi-Fi on those planes. <laughs> I mean, they're going to have to because those kids have to turn in assignments because they're leaving school on Wednesday to be able to adjust to the time time zone. Yeah. We have some jet lag. (laughs) It's something we haven't considered either. Like, USC is going to play Rutgers. That's, you know, they're kicking off at like noon. It's like 9 a.m. in Los Angeles. (laughs) You see the whole team puking on the sideline. (laughs) Jet lag, just pure exhaustion. <laughs> They're guys get there on Tuesday. They really are. Van, I mean, I, Vanderbilt to play Hawaii this week. Vanderbilt's already in Honolulu. It's Monday. <laughs> I think. I think Vanderbilt's just. I think I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna call Vanderbilt out, and I like Vanderbilt. I think they're just milking the system. I think the coaches went, okay, look. Odds are we're gonna get blown out. <laughs> God. Let's go to Hawaii instead. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, like, okay, you know what? We, 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 you fired us. We'll just stay here. We're not even going back. We're not going back. Yeah, gas is $9 a gallon and, and, and milk costs like 12 bucks. They'll come back to Nashville pretty soon. 
not a good look. They're just swiping. <laughs> Those boosters are paying. They better. I don't know what NIL deals Vandy signed, but they better they better back in the pesos real quick. Probably probably something with Tootsie's Bar. It's probably all the baseball players, to be honest with you. <laughs> Vanderbilt baseball team is fantastic. Their football team hasn't won a game since 2011. Hey, they did have the first uh, female kicker, though. That is true. Ran out of kickers, and they're like, hey. Goalkeeper make- goalkeeper for the soccer team. Let's get us some people watching SEC Network. <laughs> no, it, uh, I'm, I'm looking at this map, man. It, it's... There's no way this is real. Yeah, I mean, it, it can't happen in full, right? Like, you just can't. No... How do you even divide this? <laughs> east and West? But there's so many more teams on the Eastern Seaboard because it's called the Atlantic Coastal Conference. <laughs> yeah, no. Kentucky, for some reason. I'm sorry. No, Louisville. Louisville. Louisville, Kentucky. How they you know work? The, I'm sorry. You know what needs to happen to make it to make reasonable? What? Kansas State is joining the ACC. You realize Does, where Kansas is? Kansas is in the middle of the country. I know. That's the only thing that makes sense to me with this right now. Let's just just throw in Kansas State. You know what? Why don't we bring North Dakota State into this? I feel like North Dakota State deserves recognition. There's not really a North, like there's not really a Northern Conference. I guess the Big Ten maybe because they have Michigan and, and Minnesota and, and teams like that. But like, where would I guess they would try to play in the Big Ten? But how would that even work with the ACC? Yeah, uh, we touch Canada, so we're in the ACC. It doesn't have to make sense. That's true. Syracuse touches Canada, so I guess they count. But they're also in the Eastern Seaboard in New York. No, um, yeah. It's so oh, stupid, Jevin. No, Oregon was was on the Atlantic. I thought that was the Pacific. No, no, you're right. They're on, they're on the Pacific. <laughs> the ACC. They're gonna have to rename the conference. All right, we need to start making like we need to start taking lists on the renaming of that conference. Because what do you even call it? The the Coastal Conference. Yeah, okay, that that's actually really good. But like, what coast? Like the the conference of the coasts with an S at the end. Yes. The CC. Coc. Coc. That's I was gonna say it, and then I realized it's not a word we can probably say on the show. No, I was gonna I was gonna say the yeah I can't say it. But yeah, you get it. You you know what it says. Wink, wink. I mean, that would be. Buy <laughs> that shirt. The coast of the conference? No, the conference of the coasts. <laughs> Such a stupid idea. I'm sorry. <laughs> so you can keep the SEC. The Big Ten is just the Midwest plus LA. And the Big 12 is like, who wants to join our conference? All applicants welcome from everywhere. That's what Big 12 just took a shot. God, I'm telling you, I'm convinced <laughs> what happened. Just it's got into the continental states. So basically, I think what the Big Twelve did is like they had a paintball gun and they had a big map of the United States and they aimed at Texas because Texas is the biggest. And everywhere else, that is shot all over the map, and that's where the schools are. Yes, 
That's exactly what happened. They had like a like somebody bumped into him to hit Washington up there. <laughs> For some reason, it ends up in Orlando. Yeah, but that's a real thing. Like that's not like people forget UCF, the 2017 national champions. UCF, by the way, Cincinnati, Houston, and BYU already signed an agreement they're going to be playing big 12 football next year that is a confirmed thing that is going to happen this isn't a fictional map for those four teams that's a real thing so having a team in orlando while also having a team in insert city utah is hard it really is hard to make that trip anyways so why is it so inconceivable that we have seattle washington and eugene oregon I still want to see that diagonal line. <laughs> I know with the diagonal, Riley. I'm sorry. Washington and UCF is going to be the greatest college football rivalry akin to the Iron Bowl in the game with Ohio State and Michigan. Yeah. I can't wait for, for UCF to play Washington in a battle of top 100 teams. I can't wait to see the oxygen mask come out. From, from from you from the night play oh yeah that's another thing elevation's really tough in this situation oh, but I just got done watching UCF two seventy eight no not UC I'm sorry UFC yeah. I'm an idiot <laughs> University of Central Florida two seventy eight had a bunch <laughs> of fights down in Orlando Actually wasn't sanctioned, but they broadcasted it on Periscope, so we all watched. That's right. It was just on YouTube, just the <laughs> street fights. But I still had to pay a hundred bucks for it, so it was weird. <laughs> but no, uh, again, like uh, the UFC fighters, man, everybody was gassed being in Utah. I, I just thought of that. Utah, they're accustomed to the elevation, right? They may not be like just straight up in the mountains, but there's still elevation. I mean, have you? UCF is below, I think, either right at or below sea level. Yeah, it's not. It's not high. It's like L, like a, like like LSU going to play BYU would be tough. Have you ever seen BYU Stadium? It's in the mountains. It's like tucked in to a valley in the mountains, and it's all around you. It's just these white peaks. It's really, really beautiful and great. Really, the oh, most, yeah. Same, same thing with Washington. advantage. That's what. That's why you know they knew what they were doing. Right. That's why the Nuggets have such a good home record in the NBA. That's exactly it. They're terrible on the road, but <laughs> actually, the Nuggets are pretty good. But historically, even when the Nuggets have been like a bad franchise, they still have been pretty good at home, relative to their roster. So it's, it's it's really impressive. Nevertheless, we're not here to talk about the basketball. We're here to talk about the ridiculousness of the ACC. So, Jevin, in, in, ideally, how would you try to split up the ACC? Because there's not enough teams to do it by coast. That would make the most sense, to be honest with you. If you, if you garnered enough teams and just rebranded to COC, that would actually be a great conference and just have rotating championship games, whether it be on the Pacific or the Atlantic. That'd be really, really I, great. I think that would be phenomenal. I think that could work. But as we see, there's only five schools on the Pacific side. Uh, and by the way, this map that they made, Fresno State, not in California. 
It's in Nevada, but we'll get there. <laughs> this map has it in like it's it's not it's not, but it, it doesn't matter. It's close enough to California. The, the point still remains. Uh, I gotta go. I I guess a I guess a north south. Yeah, because you would still. Well, okay. How about this? Um, you take. I think you have to keep all the Pacific teams together, for travel, right? Like you have to keep those five together. Yes. But what three sorry universities are you going to put with them in that division? Uh, Georgia Tech. They're a bunch of engineers. They can engineer a way to get there quick. Uh, Louisville. Louisville, just because it's the closest <laughs> to Fresno State. I don't like Cardinals. That's a weird. Okay, that's a weird bird to hate. Um, no reason other than that. I have, they have the closest, and I hate Cardinals. So we're going Georgia Tech and Louisville. And maybe Pitt. Eat blank Pitt, and you know what that means. Yeah, I know. Um, okay. Probably Pitt. Because you can't take away Duke. You can't take away any of the North Carolina schools. Maybe. Okay, so hold on. So how many, how many, whatever, how many total are here? Five, six, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, eighteen. Eighteen. So we go nine and nine. So we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, okay. So hold on. We keep Georgia Tech there. We could go all the schools on the Pacific side. We go Louisville, Pitt, Syracuse, and Boston College. Oh, man, Syracuse at San Diego State. That would be very cruel. But like Let's... every year, though, it's obviously the the games are rotating. So like it would be San Diego State at Syracuse, and then Syracuse at San Diego State. But that's still tough every other year to make that long flight. That's pretty much a built-in win for the Holden team. But San Diego State's also much better than Syracuse. I just, I just want to know who came up with this and why. I just want to ask them, why do you hate college athletics? So the overall concept of these conferences? Just the ACC. Just the ACC. So the, as, I, as I mentioned an hour ago, and people that have jumped in and out of the show, thank you so much for listening to this point. Uh, this is These maps that we have in front of us on, on Instagram posts from F. I'm sorry, CFB Talks. This was posted June or July 6th, right at the frenzy of the UCLA and USC move to the Big Ten, which opened the door and the floodgates, not only to murder the Pac-12, but also every school wants to move conferences all of a sudden. So every school that has negotiated with a conference, they have been put in a conference map with said conference and teams that already have existed in that conference. So basically you take the pac 12, you move all the teams out and then a couple other teams from the ACC are swapping out spots with the SEC and vice, vice versa. Right? So every school that has talked to a conference is in this map. So that's how the maps were made. Why? Well, that's, that would be more my question. Yes. Why? Why? 
does Oregon and Washington want to play Texas teams? Money. I, as as no, and that's you, you laugh. Tony Kornheiser. Tony Kornheiser is one of my favorite uh, radio hosts and podcast hosts and television personnel and, and journalists of all time. And he, he told me on a podcast once, not on this show or I wasn't on his, but he I was listening to him while I was riding the bike. And he'd said, the answers to all your problems is money in a television sense. And this is pretty much that. College football is at a crossroads right now. They have to figure out what to do because their conferences are kind of, you know, all over the place. This is where we're at in college athletics. So it's a fascinating thing that, like, we're having a real conversation about this. Yes, some of these are jokes. Not all of this is going to happen. But this is what has been proposed. For for more or less, this is what we got. I'm here for it. I want this to happen. I want chaos. I mean, Notre Dame and Stanford playing for the Big Ten title, though. I want, I want chaos. I'm with this 100% of the way. Just know that it makes zero sense to me. It does very little for the athletes, but I want it. I want it too, but it just it feels so wrong in a lot of ways. I would, would love to see Wazoo take on to take on Georgia Tech. I would I would love that game. But like, can you imagine that game happening? In October, and that result of that game determines how the ACC plays out for the rest of the year. Like, people lose this. Like, people play non-conference all the time. LSU played at Washington a a couple years ago. Like, that's a long trip. But that game ultimately doesn't impact LSU or Washington's season in a conference sense. Because at the end of the day, that doesn't affect the conference record, which is often forgot about, but really important when you talk about conference championships. Because you go 8-0 in the conference on an 11-1 season, and your only loss is at Washington, that's a pretty great season. But 8-0 is what gets you in the dance. 8-0 is what gets you into Atlanta, or wherever your conference championship may be. That is the issue where we run into a lot of time with, with conversations like this. Washington State against Again, a school like, like I said, Wake Forest, that shouldn't determine whether Wake Forest is good enough to play in the ACC title game in, in Charlotte. It shouldn't be. But money. Welcome to college football, kids. Yeah. The NIL. The NILs will pay for it. Yeah, well, I don't know if the, I don't know how that works with the because I think all that money goes straight to the athletes. But I get I get what you're saying. <laughs> this is the new era of free agency and transfer portals, and and all of this. It's just so wild that college football is the it literally is the wild wild west right now. There's no rules. <laughs> I'd say I really want to see like a uh, I want that diagonal line. The NCAA is dead. They have no they have no standing anymore. And I the only thing the only reason NCAA had any rule over college football is because of recruiting violations. They've sold their right to give away a national champion. And this is where we're at now. They have no standing to tell any school what to do on anything. It's all left up to the conferences. And this is where we're at. Yep. It 
all for defunding the NCAA. Like the NCAA is great for like the other sports. Not great. I should probably not say great regarding anything in the NCAA, but like the NCAA has like they still have power over Division One A or Double A college football because they haven't given away their right to a national champion. They still have. It's the NCAA tournament for college basketball. It's the NCAA College World Series for baseball. Like they still have uh, power and standing in those sports, but the highest level of Division One A college football, they have, they have, they literally cannot find a leg to stand on. They have no leverage on anything. They cannot make a ruling, which is absolutely insane considering what happened to Reggie Bush in two thousand and four. <laughs> Or 2005, rather. It took away his Heisman Trophy, and now kids are getting paid from Bojangles. Like, what, what is going on? It's a hot, hot story. Um, do you remember the kid, Dakotas Crawford? Yeah. He was an LSU commit, and now he's at, he's at Nebraska. Go ahead and tell this story. I know what you're going with, but go ahead and tell this story. This is great. He uh, signs an NIL deal with an AC company. <laughs> the coldest to ever do it, Crawford. It's his real middle name to ever do it. Signed a deal with an air conditioning company in Lincoln, Nebraska, because of course he did. I love it. It's so great. Man. Man. Ah, college football does have the best names, though, like Smoke Monday, Dakota Crawford, Jackson Dart. These are all great names of people that play right now. It's uh-huh. so... It's- yeah, back in the day for Alabama, I think he's with. He was drafted by Green Bay. I don't know who he's with now. He's probably not playing anymore. But Haha, Clinton Dix was great. Um, they have one guy on Alabama named Kool Aid. Yeah, Kool Aid. What's it? Kool Aid Robinson. I think I think it's Kool Aid Robinson. Yeah, Kool Aid Robinson. You got General Booty coming to Oklahoma pretty soon. I think it's a real name. That's his real legal name, General Booty. <laughs> I forgot about that. Guy. And then my favorite college football name of all time, Mike Jones. Who? Yes. LSU linebacker. They play that song every time he makes a tackle, and it's awesome. Um, no, but like these names are ridiculous. Even even the most Mississippi-sounding name of all time, John Rice Plumley, played for Mississippi for two years, and now he's a quarterback for Gus Malzahn's UCF. John Rice Plumley. Can you name me a more Mississippi white dude name than John Rice Plumley? Doesn't get. I mean, that's uh, that's Wonder Bread White. <laughs> John, it's not even spelled the right way either. <laughs> it's so great. Welcome to college football, where literally nothing makes sense. There's no rhyme or reason to anything. It's the wild, wild west. It just reminds me of that meme. Like, why? Money. <laughs> what was your motivation? Money. Uh, we are living in, in a world where money is, is dominating sports, as we saw with the golf. Live and let live. Live, laugh, love. Just let Love. the boys. <laughs> just let the boys They're live. From the meme standpoint, <laughs> let the boys live. <laughs> I. It's just. Um, it's just Phil Mickelson holding up money bags. I live for this. <laughs> it's. Uh, I, 
the internet blew up. That's really, I think that might be Liv's best contribution. <laughs> Aside from just copy, I was just an uncomfortable amount of money. Is neat. It really is the best. Nevertheless, we'll get you out of here on this. Uh, to wrap the whole thing up, there is a college football season that starts on Saturday, August 20. Is it? Yeah, August 27th. With my favorite game of the year, a week zero special. Only you can only see this on week zero. Vanderbilt at Hawaii, and also Nebraska is playing Northwestern in Dublin, Ireland, because college football and money. Cannot wait. Um, what is your overall expectation for the college football season, and 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 do you have your four picked out? I do. I think. I think this season's going to be a little bit more interesting than last year. I think there's going to be some interesting Heisman candidates coming out this year. Uh, Bryce Young won it last year. I wouldn't be surprised if he repeats. I'm also not surprised if he doesn't even get in the Heisman finalist. Uh. You know, it. I think it's going to be a great year for college football. My top four, you got to know I go Alabama to win. Alabama wins the national championship. Georgia makes it to the semifinals, but I don't. I don't think they win. I don't. I don't think they win the national championship. I think they actually lose in the semis. Two. I'm going to go Baylor. Okay. Yeah. They were a play away last year from getting in the college football uh, playoff. I think Baylor and Georgia, Baylor advances but gets beat by Alabama. And I think Alabama, and I'm going to pick Utah, Utah, Utah. No. As much as I love Utah. (laughs) No. I'm going to go. You know where I'm going to go? I'm going to go West Virginia. Dark wow. Wow. JT Daniels and the boys down there in Morgantown, West Virginia. I'm going Dark Horse, West Virginia. Wow. What, the Mountaineers run the table in the Big 12? I'm going West Virginia. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> My my three, though, I don't have a fourth. I'm going to be honest with you. I know JT Daniels. It's going to be between Baylor and West Virginia. I think Baylor wins it. Oh, yeah, I didn't even consider that. He had had two Big 12 schools in there. And two SEC schools. (laughs) Completely shut the door on the ACC and the Big Ten. They're saying Clemson for the win. I don't think Clemson's there. No. DJ Uli Ungale is not very good at quarterback. I'm sorry. He's just just wasn't very good. He had a great end of the year, but also end of the years where he had almost no pressure on him. So I'm going Michigan. I'm going Michigan again. Michigan beats Ohio State again. I'm going Michigan. I'm I'm pulling for Harbaugh. Okay. I'm going Michigan. So I'm going Alabama. To beat Michigan? 
Baylor, Michigan. That's your playoffs. Okay, so that's one through four, and Alabama beats Baylor in the national title game. Yes. And your Heisman pick may or may not be Bryce Young, or it may be some other player from another school. (laughs) (laughs) Who's your your Heisman pick? One of the football players from one of the participating schools. That's correct. Um, no, what's his name from LSU? I was just Keishon Butte. No, the quarterback. No. The quarterback that just that just retired. <laughs> Miles Brennan. I'm going Miles Brennan to win the Heisman. <laughs> for he's going to play from for his, Sam Houston State next year. From the couch, that poor guy. Uh, he deserves to to be behind. Uh, Nussmeyer and, and Daniels. Uh, my four, uh, because I have to pick, because I host this thing, I picked Alabama out of the SEC. Uh, I don't think two SEC schools get in, though. I think Georgia has a really tough schedule this year. Um, the, the SEC East has only gotten better. Florida is always in for a surprise when they play each other in Jacksonville. Tennessee is is apparently fantastic this year. I've heard that same song and dance before. We'll see how that goes. But Kentucky is is really making strides this year in the SEC East. Um, it, the SEC always in for for a surprise game somewhere, but Kentucky and and, and Tennessee are the, the big highlights on that schedule this year for Georgia. So I don't think they make it. I don't think they play. I think they play Alabama essentially, but I think they go into the national championship picture with two losses, and I don't think that's good enough this year in the college football playoffs. So Alabama out of the SEC. Out of the Big Ten, I mean, it's really hard not to pick Ohio State. I think Penn State's on a down year. Michigan, I don't think they can repeat what they did last year. I hate Ohio State. I hate picking them again, but I think Ohio State makes it just because of the the level of difference in that conference from Ohio State down to Rutgers and Ohio State to Indiana and Ohio State to Purdue. It's just it, it's, it's too much every year, so I pick Ohio State. I, although, if you want to pick out like a dark horse out of that conference, I think Iowa – Iowa off the momentum of last year is really great. I would love to see Iowa make the national championship uh, or the, the college football playoff, but ultimately I don't think they, they they get past Ohio State if they do play them in Indianapolis. Big 12, I agree with you. I think Baylor. I think Baylor, this is their standout year. Um, Texas and Oklahoma already have an eye on the SEC. I think that kind of throws off the focus this year. Uh, head coaching change in Oklahoma. Texas coming off a five and seven season. This, if you're going to do it, this is probably be the year Baylor and TCU's not standing in your way like they were in 2014. I think Baylor makes it out of the Big 12, and the ACC. I mean, Cle- I don't think Clemson's there yet. I don't think any team makes it out of the ACC. If if you're going to do it, this is your year. The Oregon Ducks, Bo Nix, and the boys from the from Eugene, Oregon. Bo Nix and Oregon make the college football playoff. And lose, but they're going to be there with a 12 and one record because they're going to lose to Utah because they always lose to Utah or Arizona. They always lose to Utah or Arizona for some reason, or maybe Stanford. They just, they lose a random game in that conference. So you have, um, how I'm going to rank them is, is Alabama, Ohio state, Baylor and Oregon. So Alabama beats Oregon and that, that two and three game, Ohio state and Baylor is going to be well contested, but eventually, and ultimately, unsurprisingly, Ohio State's going to win that game. I think Alabama regains the crown back on top, beating Ohio State in Los Angeles. I think that's actually a really good pick. Thanks, man. I just got to, I said it on a podcast and I have to tweet it so it's permanent. 
Early Heisman. My turn to ask a question. Okay. Early Heisman prediction. I don't think Bryce Young wins it two years in a row because it's really hard to win it two years in a row. Um, there's a JT Daniels. Uh, no, it's, uh, Bennett w- was good enough last year for for Georgia. Um, I just there's not anyone that sticks out in my mind from any anyone. Maybe C.J. Stroud from Ohio State. I'll probably go with C.J. Stroud. I think he has a fantastic year playing uh, playing the likes of of Rutgers every week, but. You know, ultimately, I think C.J. Stroud's probably your Heisman favorite going into the year for Ohio State. I like that. Okay. Well, I think that's our college football show in an hour and 16 minutes. Sweet. Well, a little, a little bit over time, but we did it. <laughs> but nevertheless, Kevin, I cannot thank you enough. Where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at uh, on Instagram, Jevin Perry. Uh, that's it. J E V O N Jevin Perry uh, at Jevin Perry on Twitter. Yeah, he's not very active or good at social media. Not, act- not active at, at all. You did post some recent photos of of yourself though, which is great. Yeah, I was a kind of a must. Like, yeah, yeah, because like the photo, Jevin, Jevin. If you didn't listen to the last show episode, I should know the numbers of my own show. But you know he came on pretty recently and talked about the the state of a golf and talked about live a little bit and live versus the PGA. Jevin also mentioned the fact that he's lost a ton of weight. So the photos you had up there was you working out and you were the size you were when I met you. Now you're I don't know how many down how many pounds are you down? Down ninety pounds total. I stepped on the scale at one eighty seven. I weighed two seventy seven at my heaviest. Yeah. So I met him when. A, I don't know if you're around your heaviest at that point, but um, when we met in 2018, but you know, fantastic transformation. So Jevin Perry um, needed at Jevin Perry needed some Instagram updates and, and you have a, an absolutely beautiful girlfriend now. So it's, it's really great to see you doing fantastic in life, Jevin. I do appreciate it. Yeah, man. Uh, you, I said this all in the preamble, so I don't need to reiter- reiterate it here. So at, if anyone cares, underscore at Riley James IAC on Twitter and Instagram. And for Jevin Perry and our collective pick of Alabama, surprising, but not that surprising, to win the national championship, I'm Riley James. If anyone cares, please enjoy college football, and we'll go back to being an interview show next week.